ridiculous. Only a wimp would be hiding under a bed. I can't be a wimp. I'm the man of the house. So this is going to hurt you a little bit. Did you guys know that Macaulay Culkin is now older than Catherine O'Hara was as his mom in that movie? Think about that one for a minute. Ooh, that hurts. That hurts. Uh, we're all getting just a little bit older, but what a great clip that is. That's one of my favorites uh, from one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. That is just a classic. And there's something about that moment, right, where he's talking to himself. He's talking himself out of being afraid. You ever been in a moment like that? Like, oh, no. Uh, I, I have never been. I've never been afraid, so it's not, not me. That's you guys. You guys have that problem, not me. Uh, he's talking himself out of that moment of fear, like wondering, oh, why am I afraid? I don't have to be afraid. And then immediately is overcome by fear again, which honestly, when I watched that movie as a kid, the old guy was kind of creepy. Anybody with me? Like, now I look at that, it's like, oh, just a random guy. It's not really a big deal. It's weird how we have perception and perspective and how that changes things. Uh, but at the end of the day, I want us to focus on something that's really important. What we celebrate at Christmas is really, really important because in Jesus, the gift that we have been given, the ultimate gift, we have this hope that we can put our trust in God's promise for our life, that we can put our hope in his presence, that he is with us no matter what we walk through in life. We have this hope for today, for tomorrow, for our future, and that hope changes everything. Really, if you find yourself hiding under your bed in the, you know, the, the walk of life, what you can do is realize, why am I hiding under the bed? Jesus is with me. I don't have to be afraid anymore. And that changes everything. Now, the devil will rear his head as the old man outside every now and then trying to scare you to death, right? But at the end of the day, what we're celebrating at Christmas is we have this unbelievable and incredible gift of Jesus. It's a gift that changes everything. And I want to lean into that today because we are truly blessed. And, and keeping that idea in mind, I want to introduce a thought to you as we enter into our Christmas season because every year at Crossroads, we do our best to give above and beyond ourselves at the Christmas season as we approach the end of the year to invest in the ministry and the vision of Crossroads and to invest above and beyond in connecting people with Jesus. And this year, our Christmas offering that we're, we're leaning into, the theme for that is blessed. And the reason that we're calling it blessed is because it really is more blessed to give than to receive. And you're, you're going, oh, Tim, Pastor Tim, you're just saying that because you want us to give your money. Well, I didn't actually say that. Jesus actually said that. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And, and that's important. You know, you ask yourself, you back up for a second. Why did Jesus say that? Well, he said it because it's true. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And in a world that's consumed by receiving and gathering everything it can for itself, you guys, our lights shine the brightest when we live generously. 
I, I believe that we have been blessed to be a blessing. And so this Christmas season, I'm challenging every one of us at Crossroads. Guys, let's go above and beyond. Let's give generously to our Christmas offering because we're going to be using this money to invest directly in connecting people with Jesus in 2023 and in investing in partnerships in our community. They're going to help build relationships and offer opportunities to connect people with Jesus. This is happening in St. Pete. This is happening at Mishawaka. This is happening in Nashville. This is happening everywhere. We are going all in. We are making a move. And I believe that our generosity makes a difference. And we are blessed to be a blessing. So here's the thing. Uh, everyone who gives to the, the blessed offering gets an amazing free t-shirt uh, that's a reminder that you are blessed. Anybody excited about a free t-shirt? That's kind of fun, right? Uh, on the back, you're going to see all these different sayings that make crossroads crossroads, all of our culture. You're not going to be able to walk around without somebody knowing that they are loved. And there's the first freebie right out there. And that's why you sit in the front middle. That's why you sit in the front middle, everybody. Um, I hope that at our campuses and online that that came in at you 3D. I'm hoping that that happened. I don't know what our technology is like there yet. Uh, but here's the thing. I really want you to lean into this. And families, I would encourage you to talk to your kids about this. Take a moment as families to stop and consider how has God blessed us this year? Because when we stop and, and take time to, to really consider all the blessings that God has given us, we realize we really do have so much to be thankful for. And what I'm encouraging everyone to do this Christmas season is that when you give to the blessed offering, we've got these envelopes that you'll be receiving next week. Everybody will have access to one of these. It's really just as important, maybe more important, that you take time to just reflect on what God has done for you. How have I been blessed and to realize I've been blessed to be a blessing, and it truly is more blessed to give than it is to receive. So guys, let's lean into that this Christmas season. Let's make a difference and have something to invest in 2023 in advancing the kingdom. You guys with me? Let's do this. Let's, let's go. Blessed. It's blessed to give than it is to receive. Uh, as we continue on here with this idea today, I, I want to lean in to this idea of hope. As we begin the Christmas season and celebrate this greatest gift that God has given us, let's recognize for a second that Jesus stepped out of heaven. He became a man. And it says in John 3:16 that God so loved the world. He loves us so much that he gave. He led the way with generosity. He gave his one and only son, the greatest gift we could ever hope for, so that whoever believes in him, whoever puts their trust in Jesus, will not perish but have everlasting life. And you guys, that's something that changes everything because that is what gives us hope. I'm not walking through this planet alone. I'm not walking through this planet and, and this life that I've been given without purpose or without meaning. No, my life is significant. I am a child of God. I have been created in his image. God has sent his son. He has given me this gift so that I could have an eternal destiny with him. And that matters, you guys. Hope matters. And in this culture that we live in, you guys, today more than ever, I believe that we are surrounded by more and more people who are desperate to experience this kind of hope that we have in Jesus. And it's on us to let our lights shine brightly so that we can point people to this beautiful gift that God has given us in Jesus. And that's what we're celebrating this Christmas season. We are celebrating this hope that we have in Jesus. And it is a hope that changes everything. When life begins to overwhelm me, I don't have to cower in fear because even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with me. I don't have to fear any evil. He is with me. He comforts me. He protects me. He is there. And I want to encourage you today that the hope that you have in Jesus 
Oh, it changes everything. And please, please, please do not ever take that for granted. I think that the longer that we walk through the, the Christian life, the longer that we live life with Jesus, the harder it is to keep the joy and, and, and the, just the, the energy that comes from knowing that I have been saved and the, and the joy that comes from the hope that we have in Jesus. I think we take that for granted and, and we don't think about it as much as we often as, as we should. And the reality is, man, the hope that we have in Jesus, it changes everything. And I want you to lean into that today because it doesn't always look like we think it's going to look like. Like, man, we say yes to Jesus and a lot of times we think, oh man, I said yes to Jesus. Now I'm going to experience my best life ever, right? Like, woo, it's rainbows and roses for me. Everything is perfect. And that's not what God promises us. That's not what his hope is. His hope is that no matter what we go through, what, when we do experience times of trouble in life, that he's going to be right there with us. I mean, hope allows us to trust in his promises, the promises that he never leaves us, that he never forsakes us, that he is always going to be with us. And I want to encourage you to lean into that today as we dive into this truth, as we celebrate the Christmas story together. In Luke chapter 1, uh, this is how it, it begins the Christmas story. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. What an amazing way to start that story. First of all, I think we need to unpack this and be real about this. I think that a lot of times when we read the Bible, we, we put these people on a pedestal. They're, they're the heroes of old, and these are mighty, mighty people who are way different than we are. But the reality is they were people just like you and me. And listen, I don't know about you. I was putting on a little bit of a show before. I do get scared sometimes. I do get afraid. I'm just being honest. I want to be tr transparent and vulnerable with you today. I do get scared a lot. And here's the thing. If an angel of the Lord appeared to me suddenly, just out of nowhere, boom, greetings. I would be terrified. I just want you to know that, all right? And listen, you would be too, all right? So don't judge me. We would be terrified. In fact, every time an, an angel appears to someone in the Bible, it's always accompanied by sheer terror because you are experiencing suddenly something completely other than what you are used to. The, the veil between heaven and earth is, is, is open for just a moment, and you are looking into the spiritual realm, and it is different. It is overwhelming. It is powerful because you are staring into the kingdom of heaven, and so suddenly Gabriel, the angel of God, appears to Mary and says, greetings, and Mary's got to be like, it's not a pleasant moment. Like, we tell the story, greetings. Oh, an angel. No, it wasn't like that, all right? This is a terrifying moment. And despite that, I want you to know this today. When we talk about the hope that we have in Jesus, hope, it believes in God's presence in my life. I'm not always going to see that God is with me. In fact, I hate that this is one of the promises in the Bible, but it's true. Jesus said these words himself. He said, in this world, you will face trouble, all right? We're all going to deal with it. We're all going to walk through the valley. We're all going to be overwhelmed by a storm. It's going to happen. But Jesus says, and this is where hope comes into play, in this world, you will face trouble. And when you deal with those difficult times in life, he says, hey, take heart. Have hope because I have overcome the world. I am more powerful than anything that you are facing, and I'm with you. What an amazing thing that hope is. 
to be able to trust in God's presence in my life, that he is with me. When you think about the Christmas story, God sends his son, Jesus, as, as the ultimate gift for us to change everything. He says, call him Emmanuel. That means God with us. What an incredible concept that is. Think about the hope that we have in Jesus and how that hope changes everything. I'm not doing this alone. I'm not doing this on my own power, on my own strength. No, God is with me. And I want to encourage you today. Maybe you feel like you're getting steamrolled by life today. Don't be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. Jesus said himself, take heart. I have overcome the world. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forsake you. He's walking through this valley with you. Put your trust in him. That is what hope is. It's putting your trust in God's presence in your life. And that's the hope that we celebrate because of what God has given us this Christmas season. Here it goes. Luke 1 continues. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean, all right? She's dealing with this like, whoa, what is happening right now? Disturbed is a very tame word to say, terrified. I don't know what exactly that looks like, but she's struggling in this moment, right? So here's what the angel says. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. What an incredible statement. Well, I hope that's true for me. I hope that that statement is true for you. You have found favor with God. What an incredible thing to know that when I put my trust in the hope that I have in Jesus, man, he makes me right with God. He forgives me and he sets me free. Is anybody excited about that today? The hope that we have in Jesus. I have been forgiven. I have been set free. Know this, when you put your trust in Jesus, when you say, Jesus, I will follow you, you have also found favor with God. Man, that is the kind of hope that changes everything. God is with me. But she's still confused. She's still disturbed. It still doesn't make sense. Like, thank you. The Lord is with me. I have found favor with God. I'm still terrified. Ah! And running up the stairs and hiding under the bed again, right? Here's how the story unfolds. He says, as if this should just make sense immediately, right? Just think about it now. Put yourself in this moment. Mary, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. I mean, Gabriel just drops a huge information load on her. Boom! You are going to be the mother of the promised Messiah. Now, keep in mind, within the context here, they've been looking forward to the coming Messiah for 400 years. There have been prophets who prophesied about this Messiah who would come and save them. He would be their savior. He would be their king. He would be their Lord. They've been looking with great anticipation for when this great Messiah would come. And now Mary, in this moment, just being completely overwhelmed, is being told by an angel, you are the one who is going to give birth to this promised Messiah. This is a game changer. This changes everything. This is completely overwhelming to Mary in this moment. She says, how can this happen? I am a virgin, which is a good question. I mean, that's a good question. 
The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. I mean, that's amazing, but also at the same time, Mary's got to be like, huh? <laughs> what? This is outrageous. What is happening right now? The angel of God is telling her everything is about to change. What's more, he says, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, and this is amazing. This response of Mary that we're about to read, it tells you everything you need to know about her heart and about her character. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then, boom, the angel left her. This is an incredible moment. This is a moment that changes everything. I mean, think about everything that Mary is having to process right here. I'm going to be the mom of the Messiah. I'm just going to get pregnant. And then you think about, man, as amazing as this is, suddenly her life has gotten a lot more difficult because now she's going to be ostracized. Now she's, she's the single mom. Hey, Mary, where's your husband? Now people are looking down at her. People are judging her. People aren't going to believe her story. Is Joseph going to leave her, her fiance? This causes all kinds of trouble. And yet this is part of the plan that God has for Mary. And she's having to deal with that. It's not all roses and rainbows. There, there's a lot of things that have to be figured out here. And I want to encourage you today because hope not only trusts and believes in God's presence, but hope, it has to believe in God's plan. And guys, that's the most difficult part of the journey sometimes, right? When I have to be patient, when I'm dealing with the trouble, and I'm having to wait. God, I, I've put my hope in you. I am trusting in your promise for my life. I'm looking forward with great anticipation to what you are going to do, but I just don't see it yet. When I have to trust that, that God can see farther down the road than I can, and I just have to wait, that's the time when God stretches us. That's when the time, those are the times when God allows us to grow. And I, I want to encourage you today and when it comes to hope, hope is the ultimate. It is trusting in God's promises for my life. It is really faith in the future tense. It's me saying, all right, I've put my trust in Jesus. Now I'm looking forward with anticipation to what that's going to look like in my life. I mean, honestly, hope, it gives birth to faith in my life. And there's a great theologian I know. His name is Ralph Tubbs. He's the one who told me that one time. It's hope that gives birth to faith because I see this hope Man, could it be that God loves me with his extravagant love? I, I have hope. I'm putting my trust in him. And that is the essence of faith. Man, that's how your faith takes off. It begins with my hope that I have in Jesus. And you can't allow your hope or your faith to be shaken when you're, when you're waiting for God to reveal himself, when you're waiting for God's plan to come through. I want to just encourage you that time and time again in my own life, I've experienced God's faithfulness to me. As a pastor, I get to walk through difficult times with a lot of different people. And here's the thing, I get to see God be faithful time and time and time again in the other lives of other people who are going through difficult times. And I want you to know, listen, God has been faithful in the past. He will be faithful now. And if you're struggling, if you're walking through a dark time, if you're facing that time of trouble, I want you to know, take heart. He's overcome the world. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. You can put your trust in God's plan for your life. Keep saying yes to him, all right? Keep saying yes. Don't stop.
Listen, I acknowledge that applause. This is good preaching. I understand that. <laughs> Man, this is so important that we don't lose hope when things get difficult. Because things get difficult. That's when your faith gets tested. That's when your faith gets tried. But these are the moments where we grow. These are the moments where we become the people that God created us to be. And we can't allow our, our fears to paralyze us. We can't allow ourselves to be overcome by this spirit of timidity and fear. God gives us a, pure, a, a spirit of power. He gives us a spirit of love, a spirit of self-discipline, that, that spirit that keeps pressing on. It keeps moving forward. And you guys, at the end of the day, honestly, the only thing that keeps us moving forward sometimes is the hope that we have in Jesus. Because that changes everything. And so don't, don't lose sight of that. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus because he is the one who is the author and the perfecter of your faith. So here's the thing. The story continues. It says, a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth, her cousin. At the sound of Mary's greeting, it says, Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb, that would be John the Baptist before he was born, jumped for joy. And catch what her final statement is. She says, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. That is the essence of of hope. At, at, at its deepest level, that is what hope is. She says, you are blessed. Why? Because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. And what that does is it just puts a big circle around this idea that hope believes in God's promise. It trusts that he is faithful, that he is true, that, that he is going to actually come through with what he said he will do. What God says he'll do, he will do. It's me putting my trust in his promises for my life. And Mary's hope, it's so sure already that in her mind, this promise has already happened. I mean, what an amazing place for her to be, to be overwhelmed by this information, this information to have Gabriel appear to her, tell her this crazy set of occurrences that's gonna happen to her, to see it come to life and put her trust in that so deeply that in her mind, it's already happened. My faith is secure. My hope is sure. This is who I am. This is the plan that God has marked out for me. And it's not easy. It's going to be hills and valleys and mountains all the way through the journey. And yet, I can take heart because I can put my trust that God is with me. Hope believes in God's presence. I can believe in his plan for my life. I can just keep saying yes. And finally, I can put my trust in his promises for my life. And I want you to know today that God's promises are true. Man, when we read in scripture that he says, hey, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, that is his promise for you. You can put your trust in that promise. You can live your life as if that promise has already happened. You can know every day that God is with me. When he says, <laughs> there is, <laughs> when he says, if you confess with your mouth that I am Lord, if if you believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, you will be saved. 
You can put your trust in that promise that he forgives you, that he sets you free. When he says in scripture, there is no temptation in your life that you face that I will not give you an opportunity to overcome. I will give you the power to escape that. You do not have to be overcome by anything in your life because I will give you the strength to overcome. That's the power, that's the promise that God gives you. You can walk in these promises. Man, the names of God are amazing. Emmanuel, God is with us. Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. He goes before you. He fights for you. And we can live our lives mindful of of the promises that he's made. And we can live as if they've already happened. We can look with certainty to the hope that we have that I get to be with Jesus for eternity. He's going to prepare a place for me. I am so sure that that is reality that I'm going to live my life every single day with that in front of my mind. And I just want to challenge you today. Would you live with that kind of hope in the front of your mind? Would you allow that kind of hope to shine in your life? Because I want to remind you today as we come to a close here today, we are surrounded by people who are desperate for this kind of hope. To know that Jesus is with us, to know that we can trust his plan for our lives, to know that we can put our trust in his promises and know with certainty that he is faithful, he is good on his word, I can put my trust in him. People are desperate now more than ever for this unbelievable hope that we have in him. And so I encourage you today, if you have said yes to Jesus, don't take the hope that you live with every day for granted. That hope is a light that is to shine bright within you. And that light is supposed to point others to Jesus. Guys, let your light shine this Christmas season. Live with eyes open, recognizing who in your life is desperate for this kind of hope because hope changes everything. I want to encourage you today, you can put your trust in God's promises for your life. Let me ask you these two questions before we close. Number one, are you experiencing the hope of Jesus in your life? Is that something that you have expressed to Jesus? Jesus, I need you. I'm putting my trust in you. And are you experienced the forgiveness and the freedom that comes from putting your trust in Jesus? If not, I want you to have a chance today to say yes to Jesus, to invite him into your life, because he changes everything when you put your trust in him. And the other question is, are others able to see the hope of Jesus in me? Am I living my life in such a way that people see this hope in me, that I'm putting my trust in God's promises for my life, that I believe that he is with me, that he has a plan for my life? Am I letting my life be a light that shines bright and points people toward Jesus? Guys, this Christmas season, lean in to who Jesus is, the gift that God has given us. And together, let's let our lights shine in a way that people will connect with Jesus and lives will be changed forever. That's our dream. That's our mission. We're here to invite thousands of outsiders to a changed life. We want to celebrate a thousand people who've been baptized. How are we going to do that? We're we're going to do that by letting the hope that we have in Jesus shine bright. This hope, it changes everything. And so if you would, as we come to a close today, would you be willing to stand where you are today? Because I want to make sure that everyone who's joining us today has a chance to say yes to Jesus, to say yes to this level of hope in your life. And so today, as we close today, if you've never said yes to Jesus, but you are desperate for this hope that changes everything, would you join us all right now in this moment and say this prayer together? Jesus, I need you. I believe you are the Savior of the world, that you gave your life to forgive my sins, and that God raised you from the grave so that I could have eternal life. 
thank you for loving me. I am saying yes to you, Jesus. Come into my life. I will follow you. Amen. And can we give him the praise and glory? I, we can't take that for granted. He's the God of hope. And I pray today that he fills you with all joy and peace as you put your trust in him, that you would overflow with this hope by the power of the Holy Spirit living and moving and working in you today. If you said yes to Jesus, I want to invite you. When this service is over, please come forward. Let us talk to you. I've got the Michelle over here. I've got Stu over here. Either of them would love to talk to you about what your next steps are, how Jesus can change your life. And I want you to know that if you've said yes to Jesus, there is a party happening right now in heaven because there's a celebration that your life is been changed and we want to celebrate that with you today and I just want to encourage you guys can I can I take two bonus minutes and just share something with you that I wasn't planning on sharing um, live each day live live today in anticipation of God's promises coming true in your life don't hold back live each day knowing that God is with you that he has a plan for you and that his promises are true for you. Because when we live with that kind of hope, that changes everything. That's how we live lives of faith. That's how we end up exactly where God wants us to be. Don't miss out on the, the adventure, the life that he has for you, life to the full. I believe that that life to the full is experienced when we go all in and we live each and every day with this hope alive in us. So let's lean into that together, crossroads. Let's let that hope shine brightly in our lives and be a light that draws people to Jesus. Can we pray together? Jesus, you are so incredibly good, and I just thank you today for the incredible love that you have for us. God, we thank you for the gift that you have given us that we celebrate this Christmas season. And that gift, it begins with hope. And so, God, may we put our hope in you today, trusting in your presence in our lives. God, believing that you are here, that you are with us. And I just pray a special prayer over those in this crowd today, God, who are struggling, who are walking through the valley. And God, I just pray that as they walk through the valley, the valley of the shadow of death, God, that they would fear nothing because you are with us. You are with them in this moment. God, may they know that without any, any shadow of a doubt that you are here and you are with them. God, may those who are struggling to find their purpose, their significance, God, would you just... <laughs> Lead them with your presence today. Let them know that you are with them and let them know that you have a plan. God, help them to hang in there. Help them to be faithful. Help them to wait, to be patient. That's not easy. Nobody likes to learn the lesson of patience, but God, help them to know that you are there, that you're not finished with them yet. And God, help us if we're struggling with doubt, if we're wondering what the next steps are. God, help us to be able to put our trust in your promises for our life, God, because you're with us. You go before us and you fight for us. And God, today, we just say we are putting our trust in you. And so I just pray again, may the God of hope, may you, Jesus, fill us with joy and peace today as we put our trust in you. God, may we leave overflowing with hope by the power of your Holy Spirit moving in us. We love you and we praise you today. We pray this in your name. Amen.